what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Two. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sammy Callahan. The one and only shot under Willie Mack. This is Shreddy Breck, aka Mr. Clangin and Bangin. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Broken but Glorious Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I'm the stand-in host for this week, Nick Davey, uh, due to a, a slight illness to Chris Lappin earlier on today. Um, so I'm delighted, though, to be joined as ever by the fantastic, the Playboy <laughs> Prince of Professional Wrestling, Lance Rivera. Hello. You forgot right. to mention my other title now. But oh, I know, that's literally why I stumbled on the name, on the stumble on the name. I was like, oh no, the title, oh, but I'll let no, you introduce, no. I'll, I'll let you introduce you as the, as the, as the title, as champion. That's only fair, I think. <laughs> it's fine. I'm also the Wrestle Island champion, and it is. I don't know. I was going to say how many days it's been then, but I've got no idea. I'll have to count it out. Actually, it's, I believe it's on Cage Match. Actually, the like the time that I've held it for. Oh, brilliant. well, and are you the young? Are you the youngest champion in history as well? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I am. The youngest. Cha- and are you the blondest champion in history? And you're the prettiest champion in oh, history. Yeah, I'm, I'm that. I'm definitely the prettiest, but I don't know if I'm blondest. I, uh, think, I, I think I might be. Smallest? I don't think I'm the smallest. How tall are you, actually? Six foot one. Well, same as me. You always look a little there bit smaller go. in your... Um, uh, you, whether it's because you're always next to big guys, as you're a wrestler, after all. Um, I'm taller than most of the people I wrestle against. Rangy. Rangy? <laughs> yeah. I like that word for tall. Um, I've never heard that before. <laughs> How are you doing this? Uh, how are you this evening, then, mate? I'm not too bad, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Yeah, we've obviously we've already said on a fair about our great weekends of uh, football, so yeah, we won't bore the listeners into uh, continuing that debate. But yeah, no, uh, all, all, all well and good. Um, but yeah, you had a you had a fantastic weekend. Though you were you were actually lucky enough to go to Clash at the Castle, which I was incredible, incredibly jealous about. Don't forget, I did go to New Orleans in uh, 2018. But uh, well, I went to Cardiff in 2022. Cardiff 2022. But no, um, all joking aside, though, mate, how was it? It looked like you had a blast from your Insta stories. Um, it did feel like a WrestleMania, like sort of a, like sort of buzzer in Cardiff when you're down there. I mean, obviously, yeah, if you can give us a bit about your whole sort of experience, rather than going into the actual show, of course, but the whole experience in Cardiff. How was it? The experience was great. There was a lot of. There was, the streets were taken over by people there, by wrestling fans. They were everywhere. And it was a bit it was a bit like um, what you see at WrestleMania with all the banners down the street and everything. WWE really took over the place. And, um, yeah, it was great. They had the pop-up store as well, which, again, was very WrestleMania-esque. It, it did all remind me very WrestleMania-y or SummerSlam. The, it, it was it was great. Like the whole the whole atmosphere of the day, everyone was in good good spirits, and it was everyone was having fun. So 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 many people dressed as wrestlers. Yeah, <laughs> and I think I saw it on Twitter as well. There was a fella, I saw it in person, but I also saw it on Twitter. I think there was a fella dressed as Dude Love. Oh. people over there with chairs. <laughs> that took me by surprise. But yeah, and, it was a, it was a, it was good it was good spirits, good times, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of alcohol involved. <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. I think that's how I saw, I saw your Insta story in a bar before, and it got me really, really jazzed. And I saw, I saw I've got a few friends who went down there from from various parts of the country, and it did look like, as I say, I compare it to like as you as you rightfully said, it felt like a bit of like a WrestleMania in terms of all the banners and everything, but just the whole big feel of there. But um, no, it it did look just so fun, and um, and I think now as well, whether it is just because the fact that it's 30 years, first pay-per-view event for 30 years, or whether now I think as well, there is genuine excitement about the product with Triple H, Triple H at the helm, at the wheel, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, think there is, at the wheel. <laughs> I think there is genuine excitement in the product now as well. Uh, I think the fact, the fact that everyone was generally excited for the card as well, uh, it, it, it did just look so brilliant in terms of what everything I saw, as you say, yeah, the, um, yeah, the, yeah, the bars as I think before as well. Uh, but it looked like as well, we did the, the yeah, the whole city sort of did, did the whole event proud, I'd say. Yeah, they, they really, they really took it on board and they really encouraged everything. There was, people were just having, having a great time. 
I can't I can't describe it much more than that. It was just a really good atmosphere, and people were having fun and enjoying themselves. And it wasn't like anyone was worried about the you know like when you go to see just like a roar or something, and it's like yeah, exactly, yeah. But everyone was just just out, and there was crowds and crowds of people. It was it was I thought it was like being at football. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It did feel with some of the atmospheres, some of the um, chants going on. And don't forget, this is the first actual, we talk about first big stadium uh, show in, in the UK for 30 years, but in, in trying to actually think, it's probably like the first actual show we've had in England in terms of televised shows since, since 2019, I want to say. Um, yeah, something like that. When, when we had, had uh, it was in Scotland, wasn't it, the last I, Raw? Oh, it might be. I really can't remember, mate. Um, I think there was... I went to O2 in 2016, um, so that's obviously a while ago. Then I think, yeah, you are right. We had the Scotland one where Style <coughs> won the championship. From, yeah, that was the last time. From the Royal, that might have been the last time they were here. So, um, well, there you go. I mean, yeah, I think and it was just refreshing to hear football chants during, uh, during watching it. As me watching it at home, it was nice to hear through the screen football chants. As much as I do love the Americans, great atmosphere. We do it better, don't we? No, not to offend anyone, but the English atmosphere, we're, we're the ones. Oh, we do it we, We're I'm, just I'm the best. Wrestling fans, well, well, I'll give it wrestling fans as a whole. We're just, we are the best, aren't we? We, we are, we are a lot better at making an atmosphere and we're a lot more vocal. You could see that on the, on the WWE network as well. Cause I've seen a few clips after, after being there. Like everyone was singing along with Edge's theme. Yeah. Like that's, his yeah. Edge's music. People were singing along to Drew McIntyre's little promo video with Broken Dreams on it. That was my favourite part of the, uh, not the, that one is, I just loved hearing that song again. I, oh, I, <coughs> that was my biggest mark out moment of the night, hearing, cause I knew there was rumours, I know, um, there was, there was a lot of talk on Twitter going, oh yeah, it's, it's gonna happen, he's gonna have, he's gonna come out to Broken Dreams, but to actually hear it again is, and it reminded me how much I actually loved that song as well. I thought he was gonna come out to it, like actually come out to it, and when actually, it started yeah. playing, uh, I, st- I stood up. Like properly stood up and started singing my heart out to it. <laughs> was then, that the, um, the beer as well taking its toll, or it was the dark fruits? Oh, the dark. Oh, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not a beer drinker. <laughs> we have had this chat many times. Yeah, yeah. No, forgive me. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I I was stood up singing along to it. But the the biggest mark out moment for most people, from what I could tell, the biggest reaction was 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 Edge coming out. Yeah. Many people around me were discussing as well, like this is going to be his last time coming over here, most likely. That is true. Yeah, well, it'll be the first, well, and also the first time as well since he actually did come out of retirement. So, um, no, I mean, yeah, we. So I actually forced my housemate into watching the show, uh, albeit at a UK friendly sort of time. So, um, yeah, he he sort of started watching. He was watching the football, the the five thirty game. Then after sort of knew I was watching it, so sort of joined in watching. And yeah, he couldn't believe like how how big the atmosphere was for Edge. He was like, "This is nuts!" Like, so, um, yeah, no, we were all we were all screaming and singing it. Well, well, we'll take it from the top though for the for the show. Um, as I say, um, yeah, we, we sort of said we'll do a thought as as we both sort of really enjoyed the show. In fact, it wasn't so bloody long. Uh, we'll do. We said we'll do a review of this, and then we'll um, we'll but mention you know obviously. That's, that's, it's quite funny you mentioned about length of time because we were all sat there going. Are we looking at the time and the people that are around me and um, Christy, who I was with, we all looked at the time because it said we got the coach down and the coach said, oh, it's not leaving till 11.15. Oh, so we were like, ev- everyone was saying, oh, yeah, so it's um, we're going to be cutting it fine. Like we all were in agreement this is going to be tight to get <laughs> coaching time. Yeah, if anything, you had too much time. Well, yeah, we had like another hour. But so back, back to the bar for more dark fruits. Well, yeah, pretty much. We were uh, we were honestly stunned how quick it went and how short it was. And it didn't feel like rushed or anything like that. I think it was no. just a really, really well paced, really nice watch. Like, because I, I thought towards the end when it was sort of um, going, on, I was like, oh, okay, this is probably where Fury gets in the ring and has like a run in with I don't know, like the Alpha Academy or something. That's what I, I was waiting for, like a sort of a segment like that. Um, uh, which we do, and one thing I will say actually, well, before we get into the matches, I was a bit gutted we didn't get the um like the the random like the random celebrities in the orders like we got an insurrection at time where I think it's Eamon uh, Holmes. Holmes, Chris Tarrant with the monster pop and um, Gianfranco Zola. Um, I was I was waiting for like oh, I don't know. Obviously, I know there's not really a well, Cardiff, and they're not in the Premier League, or, or even Swansea. In fact, they're not in the Premier League. It was even waiting just for 
uh, like Aaron Ramsey or someone if, if you can play these. I was just trying to think of a big Welsh name um, <coughs> who well it's probably that Bournemouth striker is probably the biggest the big Welsh name at the moment apart from Bale but obviously we know he's he's in um, LA now but yeah. I was just waiting for like Kiefer Moore to come up uh, hoping maybe for like Vernon Kay someone like that just the random celebrities. Um, Last time they did something like that, I was there. It was when Wayne Rooney slapped Wade Barrett. Ah, uh, Wayne Rooney slapping Barrett. Yeah, that was yeah, that was class. Well, I suppose you're not going to get a bigger name though, are you, than Fury in terms of UK at this present sort of moment in terms of someone who's also with invested in the product. So could have had um, Harry Maguire. That would have been quite funny. <laughs> I'm sure he made, probably made a cock up, probably dropped his beer or something when he, uh, um, yeah, it's yeah. not funny, it's not really a funny joke, is it? <laughs> but, uh, I'd have yeah. just flipped over and I'd yeah. a fucking guardrail. <laughs> Bless Harry. Bless him. <laughs> well, he, um, he's been doing some good work on Twitter at the moment. He's been, um, trying to help, uh, out a young, yeah, young lad who's been unwell. And, uh, as I say, I think yeah, any, anyone who does that's got a, an instant bit of respect from from me. If anyone who tries to make awareness uh, for yeah for any anyone who's going through a bad time, um, well, the show though it did open up with um, with yeah, so it's the six women's match. So damage they're called damage control. Uh, Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Eo Sky against Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Oscar. Um, yeah, pretty. Uh, Pretty solid opening to the show. I, this is what I thought would probably open the show. Um, I think looking at all the matches, this was probably the right decision to open up the show, given you've obviously got quite, a, I suppose, a fast-paced opening uh, match. And um, and yeah, again from the off crowd, really into it. I love the Hay Bailey chants. Uh, they were brilliant. Um, and I thought, yeah, all six women really sort of really showed up, really produced. It was a you know, generally a really good opener to the show. And I think, yeah, hundred percent they got the correct. I think they got the correct winner. They got they got the method of uh, all all done and spot on. Arguably, you could say did, should Belair have been pinned, but I don't think. I think in terms of story on it's probably it probably could be a good decision if Bailey will now go on and face Belair. Uh, I suspect at the next pay per view. But no, um, that's what I was, was going to say. Was that that's why I expect it to happen anyway. And yeah, I think I thought it was overall it was good. What did you think of the opening show? And yeah, how was the, sort of the crowd? Well, I'm going to probably do this on every match, but how was the uh, crowd? Yeah. How did the crowd sort of take this with opening of the show? Do you think it was the yeah? Did it all sort of yeah? Go it, was well? the, it was the best thing to open the show with, considering obviously like the stakes rose throughout the show. <clears throat> but um, the crowd were well into it because of well, obviously because of Bailey. Yeah, and that that was the big the big selling point for them all was was Bailey and her well her being there and just. Having a good time. It was the first match on, the first match, the first big show in 30 years. He was always going to get a good reaction, and the crowd, crowd were well into it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, I think with that, well, obviously a new state, you can't have the new stable lose straight away unless their name's Judgment Day. Um, you can't. Um, yeah, you have to have. Um, yeah, you have to have sort of. Um, I think them winning straight away, especially after because they didn't win the tag titles, did they, on the Raw before the women's tag titles? So. They had to win. They simply had to. And yeah, yeah. you can't have a new faction and not have them win at least relatively soon after debuting. Obviously, oh, unless you. your name is Judgment Day. So to be fair, they have got they've got their own little win. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to mentioning that. Um, and then yeah, uh, there's been sort of two shouts for matches. Well, what well, you could even say three shouts for match night. So this was this one. I think from what I've seen online, got the Best praise, uh, this, the next match between, it was Gunther, I want to say Walter, Walter, uh, defending his title <laughs> with the new, with, uh, Imperium backers, uh, uh, with Imperium ball back together. So, uh, Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci, uh, so Giovanni Vinci got back with Imperium. Um, they, they, they came out and obviously Seamus had his, uh, <coughs> Brutes, Rich Holland and, I don't want to say Butch, but I'm hoping we don't have to say Butch for much longer. Uh, Pete Dunn, uh, at the side of the ring, and um, yeah, this was just so brilliant. It's how exactly how I wanted it to go. It felt like almost like a sort of a, a takeover style match. I think we can say um, it was fantastic. It was brilliant, and yeah, Sheamus's chest after said it all. Crowd again, really into it. Loved the ablation Sheamus got after. But don't forget, Gunther's obviously so well known on the UK scene as well. So my no, my drunken screams from the stands was. Um, <laughs> Kick, Seamus kick him so fucking hard that he gets his name back. 
I think everyone was pretty agreeing with that as well. Yeah, everyone laughed, and then <laughs> a Walter chant broke out. Yeah, good. I was hoping there was going to be some more chants. I was, I was convinced, a hundred and ten percent convinced when he, um, when they announced Imperium being back. I thought the last name he was going to say. I didn't oh, think he was going to. I no, I thought he was going to say Walter. Oh. I, I thought they were going to give him his name back, considering how many how many talent have got their names back recently. I thought he was going to be he was going to announce him as Walter, and the pop was going to be fucking mad. And he said, "Got through," and we all went, "Okay." Yeah, that was well. I was sort of said before the day. I was thinking actually when I was listening to a pre like podcast of the show. I was like, "Oh, um, I wonder if we mentioned this, but yeah, like I, I think for like a little easy. If it, I thought this is where Fat, I thought Thatcher would probably come back because." Uh, Vinch is obviously doing his own thing now in sort of um, um, in in NXT. So I really thought this would be because I know Trip was obviously slowly getting the, the guys who've wrongly been released back. So I really thought, um, yeah, Thatcher would come out with um, Walter and um, mm. uh, and that was that's, that's the original ring camp, isn't it? As well from yeah. the indie scene. So I really thought that, but not not say dissonance. I wasn't like, oh, well, that's. When it's why have you brought him back? I'd say, no, I think as Imperium, they're absolutely fine and great to see them back, isn't them Because you can never have too many stables. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I just really, really did adore this match. And um, and again, I think so. The I, I feel I don't know if it was the correct win on. I mean, I wouldn't have. This was sort of a free hit for me because I, I wouldn't have cared who won in a good way because I love both men. I really wouldn't have minded who won. I think Sheamus would have been good for the UK. Um, I think him losing almost sort of well, for what I thought would would lead on to uh, someone winning the main I event. Was say, yeah, <laughs> I was like, convinced after he lost. The only way I, I there was n- no no doubt in my mind at this point that the way the main event was going to go. Yeah, absolutely. You're the same, same as me, mate. A thousand and ten percent convinced. I there was there was someone sat next to me who thought was saying no Rome's gonna win and everyone around me turned around and was like, No, no, Drew, Drew's gonna win now. Uh, My um, logic was that he never got he never got his moment in front of the crowd at Mania and he's gonna get a ten times bigger pop if he wins tonight um than he would at Mania. So there's no better time for him to win. Yeah, I I yeah I do agree with that completely and uh <coughs> I thought with this though, I mean I'd actually quite like to see this feud almost go go on a bit more now. I know it's been, I know they've had the one match which was a weldy, but maybe you could even potentially get like a bit of um yeah a, a, well, you could have a six man tag now with um Imperium versus sort of um, oh that'd be good and a way to also get Pete Dunne back. <laughs> they could have the Intercontinental title on the line as well. Have the Intercontinental title on the line and um yeah as well. So it could almost be like yeah well I was thinking of a winner takes all that wouldn't work would it yeah. so. Um, but I think as well, I don't really know. This is now another question. Do you think? Because at the moment, I don't really know who's who, like who's face or not. I know it didn't really matter in terms of uh, this show. And in fact, <coughs> I thought it was actually quite. I think that almost like again had a bit of an. That's another reason why it felt like an NXT feel because sometimes NXT it was both sort of tweeners. Sometimes they matches. But for this, I think the fact that it was a UK two guys who went into the UK um, having the match. I think it seemed like Sheamus was probably more over. Um, but obviously yeah, I know he's been a heel the way around, to be fair. Yeah, but do you think this could be a way now? Of, I know it's hard to say because they'll be going back to the Ameri- they'll be going back to America now. But do you reckon you can potentially get Sheamus and his crew to turn face after this? I think you can turn them face without turning them face like proper, like yeah. kiss babies and slap hands baby nah, faces. Yeah. I think if you go with your shades of grey, like the attitude era with like DX and the Nation and things like that. I think it could work, but turning them out and out babyface, that's types of hands and shake hands and whatever, sign sign autographs and hug kids. I think it, I don't think it would work. But after the UK's reaction, I could imagine America, the American fans following, because obviously you got the standing ovation. I can't imagine him going back to SmackDown and being booed. No, exactly, and I think even you'd have to be even. <laughs> England, it had to be any sort of national. You can know, you can respect good wrestling, and that was a very, very good wrestling match of two guys just beating the crap out of each other, which is what we all wanted, in my opinion. I think it'll just be kind of like pick a side kind of feud. 
Yeah, I, I think you can de- definitely keep it going a bit more with the um, Imperium now, versus, now that it's three on three rather than two on three. So, um, well, yeah, we'll see where that goes on, on SmackDown. And how good, by the way, just for the record, first Intercontinental Championship match since WrestleMania 37. Um, Chris, did you bring this up? <laughs> I it's for stat now. I don't know where I'm going to go now with my statistics, but <coughs> just great to see that on the um on on the show. Uh, then not to be negative, but this was a good match. But up next, but probably given how great loads of other matches was, this was probably the I'll say the 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 blandest point of the night. I'd say Liv Morgan um defeating Shayna Baszler by pinfall for the women's champion now. As I say, I don't want to start going too negative on this. I was, I love, love Liv. I think she's obviously was so, I think everyone was just generally so excited after she won the belt. I think now though, her obviously beating Ronda, Ronda Rousey, now beating another, uh, in Shayna Baszler, I just, I find it almost a little bit non-believable that that's actually happened. Um, the fact that they just obviously got such a bigger pedigree than, than Liv has. Um, I know it's all part of the, the underdog kind of storyline. But yeah, to me, I would have probably rather just seen Shayna win the belt um, and go on a bit of a monster kind of run with it. But um, yeah, well, I, I was think... convinced there's going to be no changes after the Intercontinental title match. I was convinced there'd be no changes because they're saving the big, they wouldn't have the any big ones a lot. Yeah, so it doesn't overshadow anything else. But I thought that was was that was my idea of what they were going to do was save the big title change for the main event and. We'll keep everything else the same, so there's nothing else to that would get lost in this big moment. Yeah, no, I Obviously. can, I, yeah, I, know, I can understand that to be fair. And um, yeah, I mean, as I say, it wasn't. A, don't get me wrong; it wasn't a bad match. It wasn't <coughs> like one where you like having your head in your head in your hands or anything like that. It was a it was a perfectly good match. But uh, I just think, yeah, I think in terms, of, I think this is where a little bit of the crowd. Again, it was really hard. So this is like in any pay per view. Sometimes you're just going to have to accept that some matches are going to follow. A very good match, and yeah, it's going to be hard to keep the crowd at that level. And I think for this, yeah, they the slowly dipped down a lot for this match. Whether there was obviously people have all been there, people whether it was people grabbing a beer, grabbing a toilet as well, and it sort of spilled into this match, um, grabbing some food or whatnot. There's a good chance that happened. As everyone's only human at the end of the day, and um, where if you're like me, you're going to need your beer throughout the show, and, and clearly like yourself with your with your dark fruits or so. Yeah. To be fair, I didn't, I didn't get up during this match. I watched the whole thing, but I, it just, the crowd was, was exhausted after the, well, obviously the, the classic that was Walter and Sheamus. I'm awful at wrestling shows. I've known when's a good time to go for a, a drink. Obviously, football, it's easy. You just, you know, usually 43rd minute. Um, it's usually when I start making my way down to get a half-time drink or something to eat. Um, or even going to the loo. Um, I went between matches. Between matches, I always do, but then I'll find, oh, God, I don't want to miss, like, I don't want to miss the, uh, if, I, if the next match is so-and-so, I'm probably going to miss their bloody entrance, so I don't want to miss it. <coughs> it was quite easier at, like, some, like, obviously, like, progress used to be perfect for me at the, the ballroom, because I knew it would, we would obviously have a good spot, and it would always be quite easy to do that, but for, like, shows, especially, like, cause I remember it was, it was such a nightmare, to walk miles to go and get a drink, and then, yeah, someone's, I think I actually missed the whole match at Mania, I think, uh, I've which one it was, because of, like, just cues and not timing stuff to perfection. I timed it to perfection. I, what did I, so I went just before the pre-show started. Yeah. And then I got back to my seat. The pre-show? Yeah, just as the pre-show was starting, I got back to my seat, so I saw the bell. Um, and then, this, I only had to go to the toilet twice, thank God. Um, and then I went, Exactly as the last match before the main event. I can't remember off the top of my head what it was, but exactly as the, the bell went, I went, I got up and went to the toilet, and then when I came back, the promo package was just about to start for Drew. Well, you're better than me, obviously, at this. You... <laughs> it's because I can, it's because I can figure out in my head when the adverts are coming. Ah, uh, see. <laughs> because of all the years of watching. At home, I figured out when the adverts were coming because of how long the breaks were between the matches. With um, yeah, neither you. Clearly, I need to uh, take some lessons of you before I go to to wrestling shows because yeah, I'm always crap at working out. It's, it's live events. Uh, live events are pretty easy to well, not. Like, oh yeah, house shows are like pretty TV yeah, shows. TV shows are the, I find the easiest ones to know the timing for. I think it might help that I wrestle as well. Yeah. I can figure out when the match is going to end. <laughs> yeah, that's a good shout, to be fair. 
Well, next match was the one we were talking about earlier, the one we were really, the one that obviously had a lot of crowd reaction. So, Edge and Ray with Dominic in their corner, um, taking on and beating the Judgment Day of obviously Baron Priest with Rhea Ripley in, in their corner. Um, yeah, I think the say with this, it was Edge's entrance, um, uh, class. The crowd so buzzing to see him as we, as we've mentioned earlier, obviously first match in the UK since coming out of retirement in 2020 and potentially from what a lot of people are saying after his promo off air in Toronto the other day this could be even be the last time in the UK so we hope it's not um but yeah a really good match I think with this it was a good match I would have I know the post match with the Dominic turn I loved <coughs> I would have just done it to cost edge I'd have gone one bigger and actually done edge doing the kick the ball kick to the balls was class but I'd have maybe done that to actually then give judgment day the win um, just to give them the, the dub, so to speak, because I think they need it so much See, more. I think I, I figured out, after, obviously, after the show, that was the feel-good moment of the show. It probably was, yeah, you're right. The, the win was the only like big big pop that the show got, because everyone was just like, oh, cool, okay. So the big, big pop was watching Edge. Because their match was very house-showy, I thought, with the way Edge was doing the 619 and yeah. things like that. I thought it was... It was a big like call to like them. They were just having a, a fun match, and to me, I think that was them going. We're going to put these over, so we have everyone go a bit crazy to see Edge because Edge got the pin as well. To obviously, see Edge win, and then obviously they're going to take it away with the, the turn and everything. But I think because they knew they weren't putting Drew over, there needed to be some kind of big pop. Yeah, no, I think you're. I think you're right there. To be <laughs> fair, and um. Yeah, yeah, it makes perfect sense at the end after the end of the show, to be fair. And um, but we've been saying on the show a lot about oh, maybe Dominic might turn heel. So finally happened, Dominic uh, turned heel and seemingly joining the Judgment Day. Um, yeah, I, I think this was probably the right way to go with Dominic. Um, in all honesty, uh, I, I think yeah, it's uh, he hasn't. I think this could be interesting to see how his career now progresses with this. Um, I think. I think he needed this, and um, and yeah, freshens things up with the Judgment Day, I guess, as well. Now, I, I was convinced he was going to cost him the match. Yeah, and then when the match match finished and uh, Ray and Edge won, I turned to everyone about. Oh well, that's the that's the heel turn gone. Then it happened. I, I didn't see I didn't see it happening after the match. I just thought it would be what cost him the match. I remember the Edge's reaction after getting kicked in the balls was hilarious as well. <laughs> oh, we just stared at him. <laughs> Stared at him whilst going down, and then yeah, the punch or the clothesline to Ray, to Ray, just I saw, savage. I saw such a funny meme about this because <laughs> it says it's a picture of Dom kicking Edge. It says why Dom, and then it just shows a load of pictures of um, Edge and Ricky Guerrero. Oh God! <laughs> and you're just like I'm trying to race well, those man. There, there you go. That's why. Oh dear. Um, yeah, <laughs> can't unsee that now, but um, yeah, well, that as I say, I think that was definitely before the match the best crowd moment of the night. And then this was my match of the night up next Seth against Matt Riddle, uh, by pinfall. I, I had high hopes for this, so that's uh, so I'm a little bit biased. I, I thought this was going to be an excellent match. Uh, I was hoping it was going to have a sort of a takeover kind of element to it, which it definitely did, in my opinion. Um, and I thought it was brilliant, really, really good match. Um, correct winner Seth needed the win I think it might be his first pay-per-view win of the whole the whole year so his first the... pay-per-view win in I think oh, God, yeah. about 8 months or 18 months or something like that <sighs> it's a, a long yeah. long time well I completely needed uh, and it's just a, a, a very very good <laughs> match so it got a bit it's been getting personal as well which I've liked uh, I've liked this build I thought it was fantastic and yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And uh, and it was nice as well. Well, there's one thing, obviously, you wouldn't have known because obviously, lucky enough, been at the show. But they're making a lot of um, the commentary team now. Uh, we know obviously how the commentary how it's improved since uh, since Papa H has taken over. Um, but um, they were making a lot of um, noises about uh, Riddle's MMA, M- MMA background, which we'd never obviously had before. We just thought it was just a, like a doofus going around on a scooter. They were actually proper That's making cool. notes of of his background that he is yeah whilst he is obviously a, loves to joke around he is obviously a real badass he's obviously he can beat the 
you'll be able to beat pretty much the crap out of anyone on the roster. So I was really happy they were making a lot of reference to that throughout this match. <laughs> um, obviously, yeah, again, the, the comments that Seth was making, it was getting proper personal. And yeah, I, I just, yeah, really, really did in, enjoy this. And, uh, yeah, it was, as I said, I it was my match was fantastic. It, it really was. I thought, it was, I thought the whole thing was really, really good. I wouldn't say it was match of the night. I would still give that to to Walter and Sheamus, but even still, I thought it was fantastic. Well, this is also a really good debate to have because usually with WWE shows, it's like, oh, okay, well, reluctantly, what was match of the night when you're sort of trying to itch your eyes to try and work, work something out of what to give it or you're just debating which, more so you'll get the heated of which match was the worst match of the night. But, um, no, how... From being it, in there... To me, I th- I would have said this was the third best match. Oh, yeah. I think I know. Yeah, I I I think that it's good though because there is generally a top three that 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 can be debated, um, which is fantastic. To be fair, that we're actually having this debate because usually, as I say, it's either completely one sided or it's usually cut and dry, isn't it? Or yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're just trying you're to scrap around yeah. and just yeah, you could pick anything out of a hat really. Because um, half but, the time we'll sit here and just go. Which one was okay? <laughs> and with this though, do you see it finishing now? The rivalry. I know on Raw, I think Riddle said it's not over. Um, no. Obviously, we know. It, I think it's Extreme Rules up next. So I suspect that we will get a between these two. Probably get a stipulation match of some kind. Well, um, on the prediction show. This this was my my thing about the show that I said that Rollins needs to win to continue the feud because if they end the feud now, where do either men go? Yeah. Because there's, there's nowhere for both of us to go at this moment in time. So, where, where, what do you do with them if, if you have, um, Riddle win? Because then Rollins lost another match on pay per view. So, he has lost the feud already. So, he, he needed to go over when it's been personal so that Riddle can want his revenge. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'd say, yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. This has definitely got at least one more match left in it. Um, and well, I'm all for it. <laughs> if we can have a worldy match, then I'm, all, I'm certainly all for it. I say things are getting personal. I suspect they'll probably get even more personal on on the TV. I think we've got about what just over. I think we've got about a month until Extreme Rules. So you've got got far, at least four rules until then. So yeah, plenty of time to to get even more heated with this the, the rivalry. I've liked as well. They've been doing sort of. Um, in the whole build-up, you probably touched on this last week, maybe, when you did your prediction show, but just, I like how the fact they've actually been doing, like, in the car park, that sort of segment when, like, a, a, like they've had, like, fan footage of someone, like, going, oh, there's Seth, hang on, there's Riddle. Oh, Christ, they're about to kick the crap out of each other. And, and in fairness, the logic is, well, why wouldn't they? If they are, if they are seeing one another in, like, when they're not supposed to, why wouldn't they not go and attack well, each other? Assuming, so, they, so. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was great. Little you know, things like I think, that. I'd... I think the entire thing has been the best, one of the best things WWE's done in yeah. probably years. Well, absolutely, yeah. You're not, you're not wrong at all. And, and hopefully, <coughs> we'll say we'll get an even better match. We can, we can hope at uh, Extreme Rules. Um, but yeah. So the the main event now, um, which uh, I have to I have to say, the the Drew McIntyre uh, package. Um, I thought before match, I know you said you were hoping the hosts to actually come out to the song, which I get, but I, I really liked it. I really liked the little, I liked this fact that it was on Broken Dreams. They did sort of the whole sort of clip of him, which we've seen, we've sort of come to, um, we've sort of come to see now after a few weeks with BT Sport. They've been doing like old Drew's kind of story with, uh, obviously of him making that appearance on the SmackDown as the chosen one to being released to, well, being in free, free MB to being released to, Coming back this is what got to be so much about it was the fact that they've done this whole big build up to him facing for the title, and then the, the video package they've done with Broken Dreams, where it was Drew starting from whatever indie promotion it, it was that they put on there. But like they showed his entire his entire career, and it was like, right, you cannot pick a better time to have him win the, the title, even if it was just for a night, even if it was just till Monday. That was my thing about it. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. <coughs> I, I I know I do know. So as I said, I thought the whole and it, what I will say as well about this main event, it did have a genuine main event fight feel. Uh, as I said, this is even from a housemate who doesn't watch wrestling. He was like, "Oh, this feels a little bit like almost like the box, like a main event of a boxing card, like with the fact that it, it felt few, exactly like boxing." 
I really like that as well. I think, you know, well, you need to. If you really want to entice new fans, if you really want to keep current fans interested, bring back laps fans and on and on and on, then make your main event feel like a well wowser why you're watching the car, why you've stayed up and watch it, etc. And it really did feel like that. Um, it was say with long entrances, not saying we need to make them ridiculously long, but, but they got it right for Drew, right for Roman. Um, crowd really, really invested. So the football chants of, oh, Drew McIntyre, which I've not stopped singing. Um, I thought it was brilliant. Really, really enjoyed it. Like the fact as well, camera cuts keep going into members of the um, audience, not the bloke who had the uh, uh, dad in Chris Benoit shirt, <laughs> oh, um, which I, actually had me in tears of laughter for a good ten minutes. Uh, that came that came up on the, the big screen in front of me. <laughs> oh, no, it didn't. Yep. So the, you know the screen that they had round the round the, yeah. of the venue. It just it came up, and I just went, "Oh shit!" So oh, I went my. from slightly drunk to sober dead quickly. Sober dead quickly. And I was quickly. like, yeah. I was I was one of the only people in my section that saw it. it. <laughs> yeah, and I looked up and I went, "Fuck off!" And nice. I I turned I turned to Christy who sat next to me and I went, "Someone's losing the job. Some yeah, someone has just lost the job." They like to dig it there. How that went the next day? Um, when everybody got breathed doing the footage. I don't even footage. think it was the next day. I think it was. Oh yeah, she just went off air. <laughs> I don't even think it was off air. I think probably the, the fella who, who's caught him has had his headset on, and all he's heard is probably can't, 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 can't go in. Can't. <laughs> get it off the game off the fucking screen. <laughs> but um, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Aside from the Chris Ben wash out, well, the crowd reactions mm. though they they cut to some really good ones throughout. I thought which was uh, <coughs> which, which is great. And then yeah, we saw sort of near near pinfalls, near um thing. We saw the oh, yeah Austin Theory coming down and um, trying to cash in because uh, I did have a oh. theory earlier on in the night. To get it theory? I, oh. I I didn't think I actually didn't include him, but it did include Tyson Fury who knocked Fury out, which was made me crack up, and it was just such a little cool moment that. But um. I did say earlier in the night, I thought, I thought, um, uh, Fury, not Fury, Fury would, um, fend off the blood, uh, the bloodline. That way you kind of keep Roman looking a little bit strong in the sense that there's been a bit of shenanigans. And that's how I thought Drew would win. Um, which you obviously we didn't get there, but, um, it was good right. to see Fury. And, so, so in, in the, no, no, that's me. I've, I've put it in there. Sorry. Um, oh. so in, in the actual, in the venue, when, when Theory came out, there's a fella behind me who said that um, he'd cash in, and people started chanting for it when he ran out. Oh, really? Yeah, there, were, there was a few people chanting for it. And then, so when he came out, and he took the punch, and then he then drew at oh. the Claymore. Um, was that when he when he got pulled I think, he did, no, hit the, I think he did hit the Claymore shortly after. That was, just a, that was when the ref was still there, though, and just did, yeah. a, two, I think just did a two count. Yes, and then when the ref went down... There was um can't remember what preluded him going down. No, that was that was when the ref went down. Wasn't it? Oh, it was. Yeah, no, you yeah. beg your pardon. Yeah, yeah. The, the the came, yeah, the ref that came down for theory was the one who got into the ring to make the camp. Yeah, and and then he got pulled out. So as he as he went, to, oh no, he kicked out after that one, didn't he? I think he kicked out after that one. It didn't. It, it didn't go on for that longer after because then obviously we had the. The, yeah, because then I think there was where both men went for the spear and Drew got the spear on Roman, and then that's yes. what led to the um, that's obviously what led to the Claymore then uh, yeah. with the three two one. And that's when I was like, this is a perfect way to do it one two, and then yeah, that's where everyone everyone in the place thought that Drew had won. Oh, and I just... cannot explain to you how disappointing I was. And obviously that's that's what they wanted. That's well, that's the thing. It, it, it's a good. I don't want to say good disappointment, but it kind of is. I think it proves that, like, it's not like we've uh, we, we we're snagging it off because they've just done something, done a terrible <coughs> bit of booking, and it's just shit. This wasn't. It actually had a genuine like the fact that we had genuine emotions that that like oh no, he's so close, but but yeah, I kind of kind of get it. The fact it completely that, and utterly sucked the air out of it, the room. It, it would have done, and I think. This is where I think, yeah, they still should have just gone with the Drew win. Um, yeah, so it was. I, sorry. In in my in my opinion, I think the win for Drew could have been used for so many like marketing things. I just think forward. everything. Marketing put, new fans back. I think it would have got fans to stay. 
I, I really just think it would have made perfect sense. I know you could argue, then, but then to play a bit of Dead, Devil's Advocate, you might have some wrestling fans. I know that wrestling fans love to disagree. Um, you might have some wrestling fans who could go, oh, actually, I quite like this because Drew winning was too obvious. Well, I think I thought then I would have to disagree with that view because I think sometimes, no, no, sometimes it just needs to happen because you're in a hometown. Um, or, or, well, not home, you know what I mean? You're back in the UK, it's a sell out first one for ages, it, everything's going for Drew. His country. It's, well, it, it, yeah. sort of. His the background place, is what BT Sport are saying. <laughs> the place, I, and I know this because I looked over at the stand next to me when, when the near fall happened. Um, if he'd won, the place would have gone batshit crazy. Like, I mean, shit would have hit the fan. Like, the, 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 the scenes they would have captured on that would have been crazy because everyone jumped up because they thought he'd won. Me being one of them, I jumped out of my seat completely and utterly and was, was me and Christy was with, we both jumped up out of our seats and were like hugging each other at one point. Like it was like a 90th minute winner, but then it was like VAR to get away. That's the best way to describe it. Yeah, no, yeah, well, funny enough, we had that on, um, Sunday, but I won't go into that. Um, yeah, it, it did feel like that. You're absolutely right. Or when you've seen this as an absolute sitter or when you've battered someone for 90 minutes and then you lose one nil or whatever, what have you, what have you. But what I will say is I think I kind of do get the win. I did not want Reigns to, to win, but <coughs> not, you can't deny Reigns is like box office. He is a, he is a, a good champ. He is Roman Reigns at the end of the day. And the thing is, it's for storyline telling again, it's, it, it, it is quite good bringing up a, a guy from NXT who's, who obviously would be part of the bloodline. It's been reported that, that Solo, Solo, Solo Sokoa has been touted to be on the main roster for a few months now. It, it makes sense. He was, I think in my opinion, he was always going to join the bloodline. Um, well, it, makes sense, it, it, it makes perfect sense. Now, in terms of where Roman goes from here now, I said this before actually, you might remember me saying this back at about the money in the bank time. I would actually quite like to see him go down the route now of, because there's obviously now the talk of old Drews, Drews who, who, who actually does take the bloody belt off Roman. Sami Zayn, I think, could still be one as an underdog one to do it. I think, Jesus. I'm intrigued to see where they're, where they're going with this, with him on SmackDown as part of the bloodline. Whether we do get almost like a, Okay, well, Reigns has taken Sammy too lightly. He's offered him a title match and, and Zane goes and wins. I know you probably want to try and do it maybe when they're in Canada because that would generate an almighty pop, but I'm just quite intrigued where they're going with that. I think that would be... If they did it like that, I think that would be such a waste considering how much build they put into this. But that's the thing. It, it wouldn't really be... Too, if you've got him beaten, if you, Drew, if then... You're gonna have, if you're going to have someone take the title off Roman... I feel like you have to have build. You can't just throw it away. It's got to mean like really, really mean something. Because even if even if Drew won on on Clash of the Castle, it would have meant something because it would have been they've they've had the build for quite a while, like for quite a few weeks now. And then to to have him win in the UK, the place would have gone mental. But I think if you just if he gave Sammy a title match out of pity or something, I think it would have kind of been like, okay, this is cool, he's won, it'll get a cool pop, but he didn't have that build to it, if that makes sense. Like, obviously, I'm advocating for a title change for the pop, but it, it had build to it. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I think everything was going in the right direction. It had the real big fight feel to it as well. Absolutely. I think everything just screamed, Drew should have won, Drew should have won, and I really think Drew should have won it. What happened post-match now, because some people I know in America said it, this didn't actually air in America. It stopped on the when, when Fury came in the ring and sort of had the little, sh- the, the little nods and shake hands with Reigns. That's when apparently the sh- it most, that's when it kind of ended in um, America. Whereas in England, we got the full kind of house showy sort of ending in terms of uh, Drew and uh, Fury sort of uh, praising Drew for his efforts. Then they had a, a bit of a sing-song which, yeah, does happen at the end of any show. Again, that would have been perfect had Drew won the flipping title. Yeah, that would have been great, having the singing along and everything. It would have been, it would have been great. It would have been right cause for celebrations. But like that, I was just like, strange we were like, well, this is losing a bit of credibility here. We're like, sure, why on earth would Drew, <laughs> who's just probably so, so good, why would he want to now start flipping singing with, with Fury? So, 
um, it was very, very strange, and I thought someone was going to get punched. Well, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, okay, either Fury's turning heel, <laughs> or Drew's turning heel here. Like, I, I, I thought I thought it was going to lead to a match between the two of them. I thought it like. Well, there's the Saudi. Well, they've got the Saudi show in it in, oh, in, in, in a month, a couple of months' time. So that's where I thought. This is where I thought it was going to go. I thought, oh, Fury would probably fend off the bloodline. Uh, Drew wins, and then we get Fury versus Reigns at the Saudi show. Um, but obviously, we didn't. Um, where do you though see Drew going from here? Because I, I was listening to some previews before the um, before the uh, clash of the castle, and people were saying, well, if Drew loses, then do you turn him heel? Because has he kind of done everything he has kind of can do it as a babyface right now? Do you need? To, do you have to turn him heel now because he's not won the title? I mean, it was all set up perfectly for him to, to win the belt now. Yeah. Do you think now it's time to I, maybe turn him heel? I think there's going to be a rematch. If I'm honest, Extreme Rules. Yeah, I think there'll be a cage match. Me and, uh, me yeah. and someone at the show were talking about this because uh, it lends itself very much for a rematch for a a cage match where the bloodline can't get involved at all. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good shout to be fair. Um yeah, I think you you you're probably right there in terms of cage. Usually follows up when someone's well, we've got extreme rules. So yeah, I think that would that's a good shout to main event that show to be honest. Yeah, it make, it makes sense. And I don't see him winning though. I think that'll be what ends the feud is that he, he wins. And um yeah. I think then then obviously we'll have a better idea where Drew goes from here. But uh, but no, overall we're really good. And more positive news coming out of this. Apparently, um, Triple H has said it. Obviously, been doing the media rounds as we know over here, Triple H. But he was saying that this is um this is going to be a a thing going forward. It's not just going to be oh they've done it here now. And then it's bye bye UK. Apparently, some some reports even said this could be every six months they're doing they're coming to cover and do a UK show. So well, obviously, know, well. Obviously, we know it's the market, isn't it? Well, it's like, I think this Nick Khan guy does seem to be keen on stadium pay-per-views. Um, like we see it, and I think day one was a stadium pay-per-view. Obviously, you've got the Saudis shows, which are pay-per-views. Mania, Money in the Bank was supposed to be a stadium one. SummerSlam was obviously a stadium show. Um, uh, Survivor, ooh, no, I don't think that's going to be stadium. What's Saudi, the other Saudi show? Uh, the Rumble. Um, so, there's... I think, yeah, they, they clearly does, obviously, I'm forgetting the obvious one, WrestleMania, that's obviously stadium show. So I think that he does clearly like stadium shows. So whether it, it makes be... sense, and it, it looks good on TV as well, because I've seen it on the network, and there's a, I've literally, as, uh, as we're saying, there's a picture of Drew McIntyre holding his sword up, has come up on, on my phone. And yeah. You see if people, like, supporting him there, you can see it, like, there's a sign that says that if Roman wins, we riot. Uh, if if Drew loses, uh, we riot. There's one that says I'm a Paul Heyman guy. Uh, what is yours now is mine. Make it come Drew. Ah. A big Drew McIntyre, the Scottish Warrior sign. Just so many signs, but it looks so good on TV. But also, it is a bit strange that he's now made this his cover photo and he lost. Absolutely. Well, as I say, Clash was a big success. There's so, there's so many sad reacts to this. There's 1.5 thousand sad reacts. Um. This is Jack Johnson, and you've been listening to BBG Wrestling. Salford. Before the last bit of WWE news, before we move on to obviously <coughs> the AEW uh, news, um, Braun Strowman made his return on Raw on Monday night, um, burying and dismantling the tag teams, the well, four tag teams in fact, uh, and then saying that he's um, going to be on SmackDown this week. So there you have a bit more answers of why he's back, etc. From what he was hinting at. Um, but yeah, I mean, Braun back in WWE. What are your what are your thoughts? Yeah, it should it should be good. He obviously he's a very popular popular attraction and everything. He's a he's a popular worker. Um, I could see him being the one to take the belt off Roman at some point. I could see that happening. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, I suppose it's great to have him back for for WWE because obviously he's someone that they they enjoy using. I just um, I've never been like that into what he's doing myself, but on a whole, I suppose it's it's great for like the company and everything. Yeah, I mean, I've not, um, yeah, personally, I've never, um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it was sort of one I, I love, I've loved some of his work in WWE, don't get me wrong, I, I've, I've perfectly enjoyed, um, 
and then yeah, sometimes I've and sometimes I thought, oh, actually, it's uh, yeah. But when when obviously the news that he was released at the time, I was glad. Then they announced he's coming back. I was like, mm, a bit meh to be honest. But how you hope he is back, and um, you can't argue it was a good pop that he got. Uh, the, the, apparently, apparently the, the, the return video on YouTube's got loads of views uh, from what, what's happening. So well, he's a draw. He's a massive draw. Well, that's the thing. He is. I think they might not be. Say you, you, he might not be someone's wrestling like the rest of the standard wrestling fans' cup of tea. But clearly, he's the WWE fans' cup of tea. So um, well, that's the thing. It's um, it's it's ice cream, isn't it? Why well, Triple H said it in his in yep. his interview, and it's, it's something I've heard throughout the time I've been wrestling. The ice cream makes up everything, and you you've got to have different flavors of ice cream to 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 make it work. Because I might like the chocolate, and you might not like vanilla, but we're not always going to like the same things. And obviously, he he might not be our favorite guy to watch, but he might just, he's a lot of kids' favorite guys to watch. I know a lot of my friends who are like jaded wrestling fans, like they come in and out of watching the product. Yeah. They like him. They think he's great. Yeah, so. no, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Well, so I'm all for seeing what he does on <laughs> this week on SmackDown. Um, so, yeah, moving on to um, AEW before we finish for the evening. Um, <coughs> AEW, obviously, all out. On, what a bloody weekend this was of uh, wrestling. But, yeah, AEW all out on Sunday. Um, there was a lot that happened. Um, so we're not going to do a full, full review of the show. I'll quickly just go through some of the main things that happened. We're starting off with... The um the elite they won the this was actually my match of the night by the way I know you you've not seen it I don't think but it was no um, I haven't had a chance to watch it oh yeah I've only uh, I've only been able to watch the main event that's understandable it was so it was um, the elite Kenny Omega and the Unbucks um sorry not the main uh, I didn't say the main event sorry it was the elite and the Unbucks uh, against Hangman Adam Page in the Dark Order for the AEW World Trials Championship for the inaugural AEW World Trials Championship. It was a very long show as well. I just uh, just remember that it was fifteen matches, wasn't it? Fifteen matches. Uh, yeah, including the pre-show. Um, yeah, there was fifteen and matches. That's the main quality, isn't it? Well, that's the thing. I think with AEW, we, I've been saying this a few times. I think they do need to have a little <coughs> look about their pay-per-view structure. I just think, uh, don't get me wrong, it is always incredible quality, incredible shows. But it's too long. I mean, you need to. I think they should really be looking at six pay-per-views of, f- of three hours as opposed to um, four pay-per-views of four hours because it it does drag. And then also you have to feel like you have to rush a bit of sort of um, some stuff which you don't want to do. Um, so, but yeah, it was. The, the, I'll quickly go for some of the standout matches. Just say the Elite uh, winning those belts for the first time, Omega and Young Bucks. So I think was always going to be the correct decision as soon as. Omega was back in the company, so the Elite are the first ever AEW World Trials champions. Uh, but this was a really, really good match, and again, um, yeah, I would recommend going back and watch this. Just shy of twenty minutes, and yeah, just to, again, just proves Omega is just the best. <laughs> and <coughs> is what I expected. One hundred percent was for for the Elite to win. It was just yeah, really, really good fun. Um, there's a new um, AEW, or an interim AEW uh, women's champion, I should say. Um, Tony Storm beat Britt Baker, uh, Jamie Hayter, and Hikaru Shida in the Fatal Four Way. Um, correct winner, I think, to say. Obviously, Shida and Britt Baker have already been at the belt. Hayter, I think, Hayter did have a chance to win, which Britt Baker um, did actually break the pin up. So now there's, there's tension between them, so there might be a split there. <coughs> so potentially, we might see a Jamie Hayter face turn, which I think would make bit of sense be a bit of a cool angle but yeah I think Tony Storm is the per- is the perfect choice and um, yeah, excited to see what she does with the belt now as well because this was a really good match um, where else um, now yeah sort of a low well not low point like Christian Cage um, beat Jungle Boy um, there was now there's well, before the match Luchasaurus then again did he did actually turn on Jungle Boy so Luchasaurus did align himself with Christian Cage attacking Jungle Boy and it meant Christian won the match in 20 seconds. Now, reports have come out of this that the reason why it was so short is because apparently Christian Cage is actually carrying quite a serious injury and therefore couldn't wrestle effectively. So the match still went ahead. That was but a cool angle, though. Yeah, I think they've actually kind of... It probably might have even been where they were probably going anyway. We'd have probably got a match, but we might have just seen the heel turn happen during the match. But, yeah, <coughs> perf- perfectly safe, perfectly good. Obviously, it's annoying that we didn't get to see this match but I think it will lead at least it will lead to 
Jungle Boy eventually getting his hands on Christian Cage and getting that that big win to go to go over. Um, but yeah, I'm happy. I'm kind of happy. I'm kind of happy. And I'm not. I mean, when Luchasaurus did actually originally turn that sort of that time of and Christian, I quite like the uh, sort of the black mask and the the sort of general heel a bit about him. So I suppose it's kind of cool. We've kind of got that that again now. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I, I think it's, it's. I think it's quite cool. I quite liked it. I'm. I'm. Well, I'm interested to see where it goes from here. I imagine it'll lead to a match between Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, especially if if Christian is hurt and is unable to work at the moment. Mm. Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right there. Definitely. It's um. Yeah. The um. And then I'll I'll go into the um. Yeah. The main event. So main event. CM Punk did beat John Moxley for the. <laughs> AEW uh, Championship um, yeah I thought the match was absolutely fantastic it was brilliant absolutely class probably yeah one of my yeah one of my favourite AEW sort of world title ma- main event matches I think I've ever seen actually to be fair really really enjoyed it um, yeah bloody brutal just a, a really class main event um, and yeah Punk Punk getting his win back, so we, we knew that oh, it was the classic case of letting the story plan out after what happens. Um, at the um, obviously a few weeks ago on Dynamite, when Moxley won quite quickly, and everyone was a bit confused. Um, obviously there was big questions of what, what was actually happening, but yeah, fear no, fear not, we got this in the end, and um, yeah, really good match, I thought. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was, it was absolutely fantastic. It had me engrossed all the way through, so I I I, I really enjoyed it, and then. After the match, we did see now the the, the, the big part of the night. So well, earlier, I should go back to earlier on in the night. So the, I didn't want to sort of do that and then go into this. So I thought I'd leave this to the end. So earlier on in the night, we had the casino ladder match. So um, between, oh, I'll go for it. So Claudio Castanoli, Wheelie Utah, Penta El Zero Miedo, Ray Phoenix, Rush, Andrade and Dante Martin. They had the casino ladder <coughs> match and it was eventually won well. A uh, load of group of masked, uh, of, well, masked men came out and uh, attacked everyone, allowing uh, one of the masked men to go and collect the um, the the, um, the casino chip. So it, it eventually turned out it was Stokely Hathaway, Ethan Page, Lee Moriarty, Colts and the Gun Brothers, and W Morrissey. So all who have been recently been recru- recruited by Stokely Hathaway, uh, who came out and interrupted the match. And it allowed Stokely halfway then to simply hand the chip over to the Joker. Um, the Joker came out to... Oh, what song was it again? It was... Um, Sympathy for the Devil. Sympathy for the Devil, that's it. Uh, by the Rolling Stones. By the Rolling Stones. So, class to hear, but also a little bit confusing. Um, the Masked Man then came out, didn't reveal who it was. Um, so, um, yeah, that's... I think that all became clear, the, the, why they'd use that song later on in the night, though. Exactly that, exactly that indeed. All, all perfect little clues then, which we eventually got in the end of the night. After Punk beat, beat, uh, beat Moxley, uh, the screen went black and we heard a, we heard a call, which apparently is definitely not a work. Uh, it's a real life call, uh, with Punk, uh, with, um, yeah, MJF, uh, Tony Khan on the phone trying to, uh, get, um, MJF to turn up at, uh, all out, um, and then we cut to a bit of a promo from Punk back in Ring of Honor. Um, and then lights come back on. Uh, also, we see the Joker reveal himself to be MJF. And MJF comes out at the end of the night and stares down Punk. Um, I thought this was a little really class return. I know we sort of said about the show's going on for long, but what an ending to the show. I thought with MJF, the perfect way to bring him back, in my, in my opinion. I thought it was fantastic. A lot of people called it, but even if you call it, it doesn't mean it's not a, oh, exactly. a fantastic return. And I thought it was great. Exactly that. Uh, really done, really well. Like, I like the little call that happens. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was excellent. Really, really well, really well done. And um, yeah, just the lights and what a pop as well. MJF in, in Chicago, but yeah, unreal pop. Um, and yeah, MJF is indeed back. And yeah, going to be really interesting to see where they where they go from where they go from here. So, but that wasn't all. Now, before we go, so there was obviously a lot that <laughs> seems to have happened after in the post a post event media scrum. It's being called. So, um, obviously, yeah, in the um, post event media scrum, Punk addressed backstage issues with colleagues in AEW. So he described uh, Colt Cabana as someone who didn't want to see me at the top. 
discussed their lawsuits against each other and said hasn't been friends with this guy since at least 2014 or even late 2013. Uh, later on, Punk did say that uh, Colton shares a bank account with his mother, which tells you all you need to know about what kind of character he is. Punk then criticised irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs, so referring to Omega, the Bucks, and he couldn't fucking manage a target and spread lies and bullshit and put into the media uh, there. So this went on. Punk then went and criticised uh, Hangman Adam Page as an empty-headed fucking dumb fuck. Uh, who went into the business for himself on national television and um, then he further alluded Paige as someone who hasn't done a damn thing in the business um, there um, it just went on didn't it, it went, went on, on and on and then he did then, then also went on to describe MJF as a supremely talented individual but also said that MJF likes to shit where he eats instead of water in the grass um Apparently this did all then trigger an actual real life fight. Now, from what we're hearing, a stills and it bit Kenny Omega. A chair was thrown at um, uh, one of the Jackson brothers, and from what it sounds like, a stills actually quite lucky not to be arrested. From what everyone's sort of actually saying, it generally well, the other thing that was reported there was Nick Jackson got knocked out, didn't he? Yep, sorry, Nick Jackson. Was, uh, so much that sort of happened there. Um, yeah, I believe that was due to the chair being the thrown. chair. Yeah, hit him in the eye and then was out, which actually out, was out cold. So he bit a punk through some punches. So there's conflicting views now of who actually started this fight. So, um, well, I was just reading here that there's been there's been a report um, about two hours ago from uh, a, a report from DAZN. Yeah, and he's saying that sources have said that sides are being taken in the CM Punk elite altercation. Some feel if punishment comes or punishments of this EVP titles from the talent should be removed because as one said, the EVP should be setting the example for the talent. Some also feel Punk should be fired for his actions. Well, there's so much, so much coming out of this. Um, obviously, it's it's just again another crazy, another crazy week. And it seems every week now when we're doing a podcast, it's like, well. Every time absolutely ridiculous seems to happen. I mean, this year, I mean, we could be on and on and on, going all the way back to January. Cody leaves AEW, and we've come, much we've come, we've come all the way to here now with AEW, with with the whole company completely in absolute disarray backstage. Um, we would obviously before even before the Triple H era, we were told that AEW is the place to be at. It's fun, it's brilliant, but now we're hearing all sorts of like nonsense, all this nonsense coming out that. Maybe, yeah, WWE is the place to be at the moment with, with Triple H at their will, so... But. Well, even Tony, Tony Khan went on a um, on a bit of a, a... Well, he went on about WWE and the comments Triple H made in his, his recent interview for BT where he said about um, them, about AEW... Not being a competition, yeah. Yeah, saying that, oh, they beat our developmental system, congratulations to them. Um, Tony Khan went on about um, being the third show of Labor Day weekend and um, uh, there's a number of quotes online that you can find but that was a, a big talking point that's kind of been over, overlooked now due to everything going on with CM Punk and the elite that's been reported trying to make sure we don't get in trouble there by saying that it's been reported by other people and it's alleged <laughs> Yeah, or we're just making it up. No. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting uh, of what, what what is going to happen with all of this. Um, so, I mean, it, I'm sure next week on when we do the show, we'll have probably have a, well. I'm sure there'll be more reports, and we'll have a bit more of an understanding of what caused this, what's happening. Um, if we can 100 percent put to bed if it is indeed a work or not. But uh, from what I can gather, it it, it definitely isn't a work, and it does seem well, to be that. I imagine we'll find that on Wednesday night. We'll see who turns up. Exactly. I mean, just a quick question before we do go. I mean, I might be speaking out of term here. Is CM Punk actually like this sort of hero that we all think? Is he actually quite a difficult person to work with? Is my takeaway now that I'm actually taken out of this? I mean, I don't know. WWE, we know how that ended. Obviously, I'm not trying to defend WWE at all. There was grounds that where, where Punk was 100% in the um, the right uh, the NWE let themselves down massively, but there was never yeah there was never any reports though in WWE of him having altercations with people. Mm. There was, there was obviously there was reports of him having arguments with people and not getting along with people. 
And a lot of people I've seen on Twitter are pointing to that John Cena promo from about 2012 when Punk was healed, saying about how he's saying he's entitled and everything, and people are captioning it, oh, Cena was right all along. And I feel like this is very important for for people to understand that, from all accounts, John Cena and CM Punk are very good friends. And CM, he was one of the only people CM Punk uh, got along with in WWE at the time. So what you're all pointing to was a work. <laughs> so people, people continuously, keep, continuously keep pointing to things, going, oh, see, people were saying this about CM Punk years ago. And it's like, uh, no, actually, <laughs> I believe they uh, got on quite well. The same with people saying that CM Punk and Rock didn't get on well. If you if you go back and listen to the podcast that Punk did with Clark Cabana, when he speaks about The Rock, he said, I was frantically trying to call him back because I was wondering what was wrong. Or something along those lines, because he said he was in a lift trying to... He was taking his dog out for a walk and he didn't get any reception in the elevator. So he tried to call him back, but The Rock didn't pick up because obviously he was on TV. So it isn't like everyone CM Punk's ever worked with hates him or dislikes him. I'd, I feel like there's obviously two sides to every story, and um, I just feel like we we don't know. People people are trying to say all this about CM Punk, but we don't know anything about the situation that CM Punk's in, and we don't know anything about the situation the Elite are in. So to, to take sides as fans online, I think is quite strange. Yeah, no, uh, it's yeah. As I say, I'm sure. Next week, when we when we do the show, there'll be there'll be a lot more answers. But for now, it's just yeah, 2022, man. It's just it's, it's, it's just strange to see people on Twitter trying to either berate CM Punk or say, "Oh, CM Punk's right for standing his ground away." Like, there's all sorts that could be going on backstage. We've got no idea. And if if reports are to be believed, with with a steel getting involved. Mm. I, I don't I, I don't know much about Ace Steel as a person I don't know anything been a real life him. friend of Punk for, for a long long time well, yeah, he's been, he was his trainer his original trainer wasn't he yeah but for him to get involved and start biting people <laughs> allegedly not really a normal thing to do is it, it not, no no it's all it's all very strange what what's going on Um there's, there's a bit going around on Twitter at the moment saying that Punk might be hurt again. Um, it's sort of come from, apparently, coming from Dave Meltzer, from what I can see here, but it, this is a report from Reddit saying Dave says this talks about Punk possibly being hurt again. It's been speculated that Punk possibly tore his pec or injured something having to do with his bicep slash shoulder in, a back, in the backstage altercation. Oh dear, well, I guess, like say, well, Dynamite will... will We'll see what we'll see a bit more. I'm sure we'll have a bit more of an update on dynamite this this week. Yeah, hundred percent. That's probably um, all us for done for tonight, though. Um, do you want to flog your your shirts before we uh, before we call of it night? Of course, I do. I always want to flog your stuff. So <laughs> if you want to get the Wrestle Island Champions merchandise, you just have to go to lunchavera12.bigcartel.com and you can get everything Lanchavera related, and you can support the Wrestle Island Champion. And he's the best there is, the best there was, and the best there might be. Ever will be, thank you. <laughs> uh, no, um, no, yeah, as I say, we'll be back as well next week. Uh, a couple more, inter- Chris has got a couple of interviews coming up, providing he passes a fitness test, is the way to describe it, I guess. Yeah, he's got to go through his medical first. He's got to go through his medical conditions, make sure he can speak. No, well, we do wish Chris the best in his recovery, as I say. Hopefully, we'll have a full house of us on next week. And um, But yeah, for me, it's uh, good night. And uh, good night from me. And we will see you soon.